love. Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Welcome to episode 36 and my quite possibly most favorite episode of the podcast. And that's because today's topic is so important and so much more important than any marketing strategy. And that is helping you see your worthiness and embrace your feminine gifts and feminine wisdom so you can truly step into your success and your leadership, whatever that means to you. Now, I am talking to Sonia Statman today, who is a self-development and leadership coach for women. And Sonia is very special to me because she helped me when I first started in my business journey in 2017, I think it was. I had a five-month-old baby, a two-year-old boy. I wanted to be successful in air quotations, but I didn't know what that meant, what that looked like to me as a woman and as a mother and as a partner and someone who wanted to have that work-life balance. But she also helped me overcome some internal barriers and mindset things that we all have and trauma from our previous lives, even though we may not realize that we've got got that, we've got these things inside of us that are holding us back, whether that you can label that, you know, your value, you know, self-worth, your confidence, your self-development, it's all intertwined. And Sonia is incredibly gifted in this area and I truly think that this is going to be hopefully a life-changing conversation for you to listen to if you feel like you're hitting roadblocks in your business and you're not quite sure why that is the case. Sometimes it's things that are hidden below the surface. So it's a beautiful conversation today. Sonia's been doing this for 21 years in one way or another, and she's all about helping women embrace their genius and step into their power so they can change the world which is so up my alley. If you know anything about me, I am madly passionate about helping women step into their power. So wonderful chat. I'll stop babbling. You start listening. And please let me know what you think. Drop into my DMs on Instagram. Send me an email. I'm so keen to hear if this is something that has helped you. Share it on your stories, whatever it is you do. I think as many women as possible need to hear this conversation today. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here and have this amazing conversation. I just know we're going to have. Oh, absolutely. Every conversation with you is amazing. And I'm so excited. This conversation is super important and special to me because we have a significant history together. I started working with you as you were my business coach. I think it was maybe 2017 or 2018 and it was for quite a long time too. Yeah. It's amazing how, how how, like long it seems and how short it seems. Totally. And so much can happen and change as we were just catching up about. So 
there we've got a lot to cover today and I want to um, give my listeners the absolute privilege of listening to you talk about what you do so well which is helping women find their worthiness and their leadership and taking and honoring themselves and I will let you obviously introduce yourself now. Okay, great. So my name is Sonia Statman, and I've been doing pretty much business and leadership coaching for about 21 years now. And I really am so passionate about helping women really step into their potential and their power. And that starts with really reclaiming their worthiness, right? That worthiness piece of recognizing how great we are, recognizing how amazing we are. That's the core of all the work I've been doing for a long time. And from there, our businesses bloom. From there, our relationships thrive. From there, we're able to really step into that leadership and voice. And so, you know, that's a lot of what I've been doing. I've got a um, coaching group called Worthy Women Collective, and I'm really focused right now on doing a lot more kind of personal development micro groups. So small groups of women who were really doing some deep dives into the personal development side of things, but I've got a podcast as well called Women in the Business Arena, and I've done a TEDx talk called Beyond Hashtag Empowerment. So That's me. Help a favor, everyone, and go add Sonia's podcast to your favorites because it's. I used to. I used to say when I listened to it that it was like a little, you know, thirty minutes of self care for me. Like it wasn't necessarily. It's a business podcast, but it's more about exactly what you said when you just started describing what you do, and it made me get goosebumps and get teary because it took me right back to when we first started working together, and people probably. Well, they do. Women start businesses and seek out support from business coaches or marketing coaches because they, you know, they want to grow their business. But really, underneath the surface, it's it's not the business or their marketing holding them back. It's what their belief in themselves. Yes, a hundred percent. If we have the belief in ourselves, everything else unfolds. Everything else, and and not only does it unfold, it is so much easier. <laughs> That's it. And oh gosh, there's so many things that we can dive into about that. And I guess with the work that you do now and the work that you you and I did together, what were some of the most common things that you see when women kind of get into business or they start looking at how they can step into their leadership? What are the most common sort of roadblocks? Oh, goodness. I I think one of the things that really comes up a lot, you know, and has my entire career in working with women is the lack of Mm self-trust, right? So instead of trusting themselves, trusting the wisdom of their intuition, their bodies, what feels right for them, what doesn't feel right for them, they seek out, you know, experts or people who will tell them exactly what to do, but they don't really trust themselves to know what to do next. And I think that that self-trust is absolutely so key to being successful business owners, especially to create businesses that are aligned, that are easy for us, that allow us to be in balance with the life that we want. And so that is definitely one of like the biggest things I see. Totally. I mean, my head is nodding so fast, it's about to fall off. (laughs) (laughs) And often I reflect about that my business growth, you know, it's maybe three or four years And I'm really pleased and happy with where I'm at. Like I'm not, you know, a millionaire, but that's okay. And I really got here because of the things that you taught me. Like I've got a business that works and has grown with my family. 
Mm. It's aligned with my values. I've learned to trust myself. Like, like you say, and, and I can pass that on to my clients too. The answers are always within us. You've yes. just got to maybe be a little bit still and a little bit quiet and create space to understand, okay, I know I could go A, B and C, but really my heart and my energy or whatever it is, is telling me to go down this path and, and trust in that that's right for you without getting caught up in the hype of all the noise. And that's a huge thing, right? Like the noise that we see, the constant things that tell us you should be doing all the things, but yeah, it's just being able to root back in to that truth that we have inside of us. And, and that, that helps when we really feel worthy, right? When we really recognize our greatness. Cause I think that's the other thing that I see most often is that in so many ways, women don't really value themselves, like, like really know that they're worthy. And I often use the phrase, you know, you are worthy just by breathing, Mm -hmm. right? You don't need to do anything to be worthy. You don't need to be anything to be worthy. You are worthy just by being born and breathing. Mm -hmm. And I think when we recognize that, we stop clamoring after all the things we clamor after in order to prove ourselves. And we start listening to ourselves. Oh, so, so, so true. And why do you think that women have such a, an issue or a, we've, you know, we've been taught for millions of years, hundreds of years, whatever, that we need to prove ourselves? What, in your view, why do you think that's happened or, how, you know, Let me get on. Like this will take us off in a very big rant, right? A real like you know. So I mean, obviously there is things in which all of us, you know, both men and women, right, struggle with worth. There's kind of these natural things that sometimes happen to us where we lose confidence in ourselves, or we've been told we're wrong in something, or we get something wrong. But really, what you have to look at is the patriarchal influences, right? You have to look at the way the world has diminished women. There is so many ways that it's subtly threaded through literally everything that women are less worthy, right? And, you know, I mean, it isn't that long that we even had any rights, right? I mean, like, you know, centuries ago, I mean, even what, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, even now, like, I mean, I live in Texas, right? Even now, Texas is losing rights for women. So, you know, they're is like this whole place in which we've been told that our bodies are not our own, that our rights are not our, that, you know, we are less than a man. I mean, that happens every day in the pay gap and all of that. So of course we internalize that and we internalize those voices and then, you know, we struggle up against it. That's right. It's right. And women, we we aren't to blame, of course, for that, because it's, it's intrinsic to day-to-day life and we wouldn't most women I would say until they potentially have a conversation like this wouldn't even realize that they're not worthy in their place at the table or that they're not valuing their experience or what their their business that they potentially are starting or their worthiness of earning as much money as they could ever dream of they deserve and we we should have all of that but We have this kind of invisible wall or barriers that have been put up against us our whole lives. So no wonder it comes to being 30 or 40 or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, crap, you know, I've just, I'm hitting a wall and I don't know what it is, or I don't feel like 
I deserve this success or I shouldn't put myself out there. Like all those stories that we bloody tell ourselves. I know. I know, yeah. you know, and, and they're, and they're filled with life experiences too, right? Like we have little trauma mm-hmm. from our life, you know, people that have done things to us, ways in which we've been held back, ways in which we've diminished. I mean, you know, they, they even talk about like in schools as children, you know, the way that they're indoctrinated, often the boys are allowed to have more, you know, vibrancy, right? More they're allowed to be boys. Boys are just boys. And then girls are told to be quieter, told they're too much, told to be more polite, right? So it's like from a very young age, these things happen to us. And of course we internalize that trauma. And so there is wounds. Like it is legitimate, our feelings. And we can integrate them, we can work through them and we can embrace our worthiness. And that really changes everything. Oh, Hell yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I feel like there's two maybe feelings that women might have is that that they know that something is holding them back and that it's a a trauma that's potentially being pushed deep down inside and they're scared to look at it. And then there's the other type that has no idea that there is, you know, scar tissue and, and that they're trying everything to grow or they're trying everything to succeed. But they have no idea that it's there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's interesting because, you know, in diagnosing, because I've worked with thousands of people over the last 21 years and in diagnosing what's happening, right? Everyone comes and they all think it legitimately is something wrong with their business or legitimately something wrong with that they've done in their career. Like there's something wrong with them. They haven't done a good enough job. They just need to work a little harder. They need to get the right marketing technique. They need to, you know, there's all, and that's what they believed. But, uh, you know, going under the surface, if they've put in a lot of effort, the reason that they're usually not getting the results has nothing to do with the effort they're putting in, has nothing to do with the things they're doing. It has to do with the way they feel about themselves. And so that's always that clue that I, you know, I would always pull on those threads to recognize that the block is, you know, what we might call mindset or the block is emotional. When we really tackle that, when we really get under that, then that's when things start to really shift and change. And then you can do a lot less effort for way more return. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And you have definitely drummed that into me over the time that we worked with each other and, and also yet healing that wound whatever it is and it doesn't necessarily have to be this massive horrible traumatic experience it could just be like me your experience in the corporate world yes personally when I worked with you Sonia um I just started my business I was doing everything for everyone I wasn't niche down I was working too hard for too little money typical Mm -hmm. ways that women start their business and obviously not stepping into my self-worth and stepping into my full potential because I was holding on to past trauma, being in an overly, overly masculine environment of television broadcast and, you know, having to fight for my place at the table, having to fight for my voice to be heard. But then when my voice was heard, it was viewed as bossy, direct, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether, but if I was a man, potentially that would have been seen as He's so uh, commanding, he's confident, and he knows yep. what he's talking about. Oh, no. So, like, my, I felt I was always 
tainted and brushed with this, she's bossy, she's direct, I need to tone myself down or soften myself up to be more feminine. However, if you flip those wonderful qualities, like now I'm, you know, a leader, I can help and guide. People listen to me because I'm confident. And that might sound to some listeners that I'm tooting my own horn. It's not. It's just that I'm valuing my strengths. That's right. Valuing your strengths, right? Like, what if we all did that? What if all women valued their strengths, right? Would that not be amazing? Would that not be a totally different world? It would be a totally different world. There would be like, oh gosh, so many amazing things happen. So many businesses blooming so many women feeling self-worth and having the confidence to, you know, do what they're put on this earth to do, yes. no matter what that is. It could be yes. making baby products. It could be making skincare. You know, it does, nothing is more important than the other thing. What's most important is that you're doing something that you believe in and that you value within yourself. Yes, that's right. And that you're doing your purpose and your strengths and you're accessing your wisdom. Like this is what we, we miss, right? We, we miss, we're we're always like, this is something that drives me crazy. We're always trying to improve ourselves. Like when I talk about personal development and self-development and the work that I do, it's not about improving yourself. You're already friggin' phenomenal, right? It's actually about removing all the things that are in the way of who you innately are, right? In the way of your strengths, like forget your weaknesses. You do not need to repair or improve your weaknesses. Just step more into your strengths. Just step more into your genius. Just step more into the wisdom that you already have. And I think there's this, you know, it's like we're trained to always want to improve ourselves and always wanting to add more on. But really, it's about just getting back into that, the beauty of what you're here to do and the beauty of what you are already innately strong in. Totally. It makes me think back to a conversation I had with you, I think, because I just had a baby, maybe, maybe six months before. And I was like, okay, everything will be good once I just earn more money, you know, get a website and lose some weight or something like that. And you were like, you are perfectly amazing and perfectly worthy just as you are right now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do any of those things. And I was like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> that we're, we're, yeah, we're not broken. We're fine just yes. as we are. Yes. We don't have to put more things on our plate. As you say, step into what we're so good at. But there, there's a problem there that women can't see their own, like you say, you know, feminine wisdom or the gifts that we've been given. Yes. What's that about? And that's true. Yeah. Like, well, partly because we've been told what the measurement of everything is. Right. And that's from a very masculine lens. And so, you know, and when I talk about masculine and feminine energy, you know, it's not gender related, right. There is like, it, they're each kind of an expression of energy. And so there's a masculine expression of energy and there's a feminine expression of energy. And the world's been very dominated by the masculine frameworks around energy. And that's things like, you know, action and determination and, you know, completion and linear thinking and critical thinking, like those are all things that are very masculine, but the feminine sort of tools we have and the expression of our energy that we have has been very dismissed. So things like allowing and things like envisioning and desire and being magnetic, right? Like there's all these things about kind of that feminine energy that has been dismissed. So if your strengths 
are not kind of in these predetermined boxes that the world has said, this is who you need to be. Well, then oftentimes we don't trust our strengths or we dismiss our strengths and we, we think, oh, well, we're not that. So we must not have any strengths, right? That's kind of like what it comes down to. And it's interesting when you start to really embrace your strengths. Like one of my strengths is not being consistent. <laughs> right. Like, right. And this is like this process I've been going through for like for years and years and years, I would strive to be consistent because that is what we're taught in the world is a powerful strength. Be consistent. Right. And I would strive and I would spend so much energy trying to be consistent. And I realized that's not how I roll. Like I'm very cyclical in my nature. And when I follow that cycles, when I allow myself to cycle on and off and in and out, I'm actually way more powerful. Yeah. And so, you know, there's things like that where we just have to reframe them because we've been taught something really different. Hey there, I just wanted to quickly drop in and remind you if you haven't already got your name registered for my free marketing masterclasses this November, December and January that you need to go and do that right now. I want you to come over and hang out with me live on Zoom. I can take you through the online marketing foundations that you need to know and to start next year with a bang. It's all free, 100% fun, and you get to connect with me and see what it's like to be taught and coached. And yeah, it's going to be amazing. So go get your name down. I'm so with you on that, especially with marketing. It's probably, you know, and I'm at fault too here. I, t- I try to get women to be a bit more consistent rather than spending, you know, ghost in their email list for six months and then not. But I'm exactly the same that, you know, you don't have to have three months planned out if you're leaning into things that is making you excited and that is lighting you up. Overlaying that still with, okay, business does need to get X amount of, dollars and and revenue like you've got to overlay it all but you know the magic is realizing that you don't have to fit into the every hole like not being yeah like what you were saying so common that I hear oh women tell me I'm hopeless at planning I'm so disorganized I don't know what I'm doing and it's not that they're meant to have all these skills it's just that they're busy doing probably too much, Hmm. too much. Are there, are there highly creative and they need tools or other people to support them to be the opposite? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We don't have to be everything. We don't have to tick boxes. Conversation I was having yesterday with a client. She really didn't feel like her strengths was in writing, but she is a natural born salesperson. It's her background as well. I was like, well, you are made for video. We are going to be getting you on and you're going to, because like once you get started and talking about what you're passionate about and what she sells, you know, that's going to sell. You don't have to be writing blog posts and emails, like leaning into your strengths. That's right. And that's, you know, that's always what I've taught people as well around, you know, marketing, things like that. Lean into your strengths. If you like, I do podcasting because that's really easy for me. I can get on and talk forever. I can have a million conversations, like no problem. Try to get me on video. Yeah, that's really pulling teeth for me. You know, so it's just really being able to figure out what are we good at? What's easy for us? What do we already align with? And then do that. Do more of that. Do more of that. Yeah. See what works. 
And like you say, I love your your phrase, pull the thread. Mm. Get curious. That's what you always used to say to me and I pass it on to my clients. Like look at everything as an experiment. No one knows if this campaign is going to work. Let's test it, you know. Yes. When did we lose, like, this idea, you know, years ago, I mean, okay, granted, I'm aging myself, you know, like I started my business 21 years ago, like that was a very different time in the world, right? But I had a branding agency, we did every like testing was always a part of the process. You didn't do anything in marketing or business without testing it. But somewhere along the way, we've lost that idea, like we're supposed to just come out with something that's perfect and predictable. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Six figures in six weeks. No, we need to readjust and to look at things completely differently. And like, I mean, it's fun to experiment, right? It's fun to to play with that. Yeah, and be creative. Tap into those feminine gifts that we've been given. So what would you say is some ways, you know, if this is striking a chord with listeners and they're thinking, oh, I might have some roadblocks or I, you know, how do I take that next step in figuring out what my strengths are or what I actually want to do in my business. Cause that's the other thing, right? Yeah. People think, okay, I've got to be successful. It's like, oh, what does successful look like? You, do you want to earn a million dollars or do you want to hang out with your family more? Like yeah. what are those, how can we start exploring these things within ourselves? Oh goodness. There's so many things, right? But I think, you know, I always start people with desire right? Tapping into what we really want. And when I talk about desire, it is not like the thing we've labeled as desire, these fleeting thoughts, or it's not someone telling us what we should want is a seven figure business. What we should want is a hundred clients, what we should want, you know, whatever those things are, you know, it's really tapping back into what do we want? What makes our body sing, right? Because I'm a big believer in the body has the wisdom. And if you feel what your body says, right, what is your body excited about? What is your body desiring? And when you start to do that, that is a really powerful thread to pull And it's interesting because, you know, in all the women I worked with over the years, pretty much when I first asked them to do this work, they have no idea. Like they either label off the first things they think they should want, but when I feel it, I'm like, I don't feel it. (laughs) Like, you know, like they'll say something like, I need a house, you know, I want this or that or whatever. And it's like, but I'm not feeling it. What's the feeling? And they'll be like, I want freedom or I want to just experience joy and happiness, or I want to find a partner that I really love, or, you know, like those feelings, those desires are really powerful. And so starting there is like creating that compass, right? Something that we can follow from there. Yes. And, you know, the process of being able to feel that because we've been told that feelings and emotions aren't valid. Ah, yes. Spreadsheets and bank balances are. So allowing yourself that space and, and, you know, going for a walk, you know, sitting at a cafe, journaling. Yeah. Do you remember when I had you do so, so oftentimes I have my clients do this, you know, an exercise where I make them go sit in a cafe for two hours and not do anything. Oh, God, it's <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and the thing is, is that we never allow ourselves 
mm-hmm. that space to just allow thoughts to come up, right? Allow feelings to come up. It's like, we're always trying to box ourselves into something we should do something like, okay, well, if I go to a coffee shop, I'm going to to write about this, or I'm going to create my next marketing plan, or I'm going to, but what if you just sat there and just like, let things unfold? Like mm-hmm. what would show up? And I think that's really powerful. Absolutely. Because how many times have you heard, oh, I had this idea in the shower. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had a whole day of shower, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yes. When, and I know you do this and I've done it once or twice, you know, book yourself away for a night, mm-hmm. go get a massage, go sit on the beach, go for a swim, whatever it is. Imagine how much clarity can come from that. And that's when you're like, boom this is what I want to create. This is what I want to do in the next, say, 12 months. Or this is what I don't want to do. I don't want to have a team of 10 people that I have to pay. Yeah. Or I don't want to make these products anymore because my heart isn't in it. And it's okay to strip back. You don't have to add on. You could, you know, strip back, take things away. I strip back all the time. I'm doing that process right now. Like, It doesn't matter how long you've been in business. It doesn't matter where you're at. We change Mm -hmm. and our business has to evolve with us. And that isn't always that it has to get bigger. Like it also can get smaller. It also can be stripped back to what matters. And that's why we really have to change our whole view of business growth and personal growth. To me, it's really about getting more in tuned with ourselves and more aligned in a business that supports the life we want. Like, what's the point of having a business if it's not supporting the life we want? That's it. If it's not fun, yeah, you may not fun. Get a nine to five job, which is which is what we're all trying. We're trying. We're striving to have a, a business that isn't a jail like the nine to five yeah. job. So we, right. we have the power to create that. It takes courage. It takes courage. And it takes, it takes honesty, right? It takes admitting when what we've created or what we're sitting in is no longer like good enough or no longer feeling free. Like I know way too many women who sit in their business when they're feeling trapped in their business, instead of tweaking it or pivoting or figuring out what's working and not working, they sit in what they think should be freedom, but they're feeling completely oppressed and trapped and scared and fearful and exhausted. And so it is absolutely valid to change. It's absolutely valid to let go of things. It's very powerful to do that in business. It is. It's liberating. And I think what you mentioned there about women sitting in things that are no longer working for them, I think it's attached to shame as well, that they may have spent $20,000 of their family's money to start a business. And they're like, okay, I can't back down because everyone's going to think I'm a failure. Or fear of failing. Yeah, fear of failing. That old one. Fear of failing. And we, and so many of us have it, right? Like I've navigated so many levels of that fear of failing. And so it doesn't necessarily get to a place where you're like, I'm never going to feel it again. Right. Cause you'll hit the next layer as you grow and, you know, and that's okay. Like we have these feelings, but it's just making sure that we're honoring our feelings and also listening to what's real for us. Right. Cause oftentimes when we fear failure, then we make decisions that are in reaction to that feeling instead of the truth about what we really want or don't want. Yes. And sitting, sitting in that, 
I remember you explaining like when you maybe th- something doesn't work out and you're like, oh, look at that. It didn't work. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> instead of the whole, what have I done? Yes. People think that my business isn't, you know, successful or, you know, nobody opened my email campaign, nobody bought my product, whatever it is, <laughs> instead of kind of going, oh, hmm, well, look at that, you know, move on or, you know, figure out why. But yep. go of the, the emotional attachment, which is so much easier said than done. But this is the work. It is. The work yes. we, we should do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of what has to happen is we have to actually unhook our worthiness from our business. Our worthiness and our business are in no way related. This is what we have to like shift and change. But women, we internalize everything. So what happens is we've hooked our worthiness into our business. If it goes good, we're worthy. If it goes bad, we're unworthy. If people love us, we're worthy. If, If people don't respond to things, we're unworthy. And we, it's like, we go up and down based on that hooks. We just have to completely unhook it and recognize who people aren't interested in this. Maybe it's my language. Maybe it's a product that's just not right for people now. I mean, I spent my whole 21 years putting out things that people were not ready for. (laughs) I feel like things I put in, I I did 21 years ago are finally now becoming like really popular and people will be interested, but this is the testing ground. This is that place to recognize, oh, What are people interested in? What are people not like follow those threads with curiosity? But when we don't believe the meaning of it is tied into our worth, then we are able to change things more easily. Totally. And do you think self-belief, like I kind of reflect on this sometimes, like, and I encourage my my clients to, to look at this too. Do you think the more you truly believe in yourself, the more success you have. Are they, are they intrinsically linked? Yeah. I think they are intrinsically linked. And I think we have to redefine what success means to us as well. Like that has to be said because sometimes the measurement that we're going after to like be successful, that measurement that we're going after isn't actually even something we want. And if your real desire is not the same as the success definition you're trying to go after, you're going to keep hitting a block. You're going to keep hitting a wall. And so you really want to make sure that you've redefined success first. And then yes, it is very related to your belief and your desire too. Yes. So like a takeaway could be go grab a pen and a paper, go for a walk, go for the, go for that coffee and not do anything, but potentially just write down some of the words that come to mind like thinking, okay, what do I want to feel like in 12 months time? Not how much do I want to be earning, but what does it look and feel like? You know, if, yes, because we didn't start our businesses to be in 12 months time, I want to be stressed out of my brain (laughs) working seven days a week. No, because we have the intention with intention and, and change and stripping back, we can actually make that business look completely different in 12 months time. That's right. And the feeling is actually such a better measurement. So usually when I'm helping people work on desire, I always have them start off with a feeling because when I'm making a decision, I can actually look at is making this decision going to help me feel more like, let's say it's freedom. Say I want to feel freedom. Is this decision going to bring me towards more freedom or away from more freedom? 
Now, you know, what happens is our, our sort of, you know, rational mind, right. Our critical brain comes in. Let's, let's say we want more freedom and we think, oh, to get more freedom, the critical brain says you need to be making a lot more money, which means you need a bigger team. So then your, your, you know, idea is if I create a bigger team in 12 months, then I'll have more freedom. But if you feel that, if you feel it and you're like, mm, bigger team for yeah. me, at least, yeah. that doesn't feel very free. No, that actually feels stressful. Stressful and icky and weighty. And, and you, I know you talk about this all the time, like expansive or uh, heavy. You yes. Know, that's the body saying, yes. e, you don't really want to be doing that. So it's okay <laughs> to be like, I want a one assistant and I'm cool with that. Yes. And there's no right way to run your business, right? And so it is feeling for some people having a team is like exciting for them and they love it and they they thrive on that and it produces openness and expansion. And for other people, that is a freaking nightmare. So, you know, it's listening to the body, definitely. Yes. And I guess with with marketing as well, um, it makes me think of introverts and, and extroverts, like, again, playing into your strengths and because if you're an introvert and you have to show up on video every day, that's probably going to burn you out pretty quickly. (laughs) For sure. Right. I mean, like even social media, I mean, one of the things that I've been playing around with is I'm intending to get off social media next year. And so I've been winding down my social media. I've been exploring other avenues of marketing. I've been looking at like, you know, what is, cause I'm an introvert. And for me, social media is friggin' exhausting. It's like this constant machine that you have to feed. It's like a baby that you have to feed every two hours, right? Like not literally, but you know, it has that sense of things. And so for me, that's not a good medium. Like I can do podcasting and be consistent every week. I can do lots of other things, but you know, it's being able to figure out what aligns with us. And for some people, they love social media. They thrive in there. They love getting on videos, right? And so whatever, whatever works for you, whatever energizes you, you know, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I could talk to you all day about this. No, we I think you're going to have to come on more because okay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a worthy message. Your worthy message is a worthy message. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. So beautiful. It's been a total honor to be here with you. Absolutely. And if women want to dive into this a little bit deeper, how can they get in contact with you? Definitely check out Women in the Business Arena. You can find it on any podcast app or you can go to womeninthebusinessarena.com. And then, you know, there's lots of stuff on my website as well, which is just sonyastatman.com. Yeah. Amazing. It's definitely worthwhile getting in touch with Sonia. Even just to have a chat and have a listen to that podcast, you will absolutely walk away with some gems to help you feel more confident and, you know, step into your leadership with more ease. Mm. It doesn't have to be hard. There's times that are hard, but, you know, it can be easier. (laughs) Yes, it can. Thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the E-Commerce Marketing Society podcast. If you want to keep getting juicy marketing goodness into your ears each week, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to please leave a five-star review on iTunes so I can keep sharing all this good stuff with you. Until next time, keep taking those big or baby steps. I'm cheering you on every part of the way. Mm -hmm.